What's up, friends? Welcome back to yet another episode of Connected. In today's episode, Josh Corgatelli and I jump into a conversation about what it looks like to form a healthy schedule and how the way that we spend our time ultimately forms who we become for good or for bad. If you guys haven't met Josh, uh, you are missing out. Josh is a man who loves the Lord and has been extremely intentional over this last year to dig into what it looks like to model his life after Jesus. In this conversation, we talk about how important it is to be aware of your priorities and fitting those into your schedule first before anything else, how Jesus spent his time, and different spiritual formations that have been helpful for Josh and I to grow us more and more into the image of Jesus. This is a conversation that we are both very passionate about and have really been digging into over the last year since we read the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. If you listen to this and you find yourself looking for more resources to learn about spiritual formations and how the way of Jesus invites us to slow our lives down and be intentional with our schedule, that book is a great place to start. But Josh and I both would love to connect with you as well. So with that, Let's jump into our conversation. Does God care about my schedule? Hey friends, welcome back to Connected. My name is Taylor. As you guys all have heard me before on these, hopefully if you've been listening, um, and I'm really excited. I'm always excited about these podcasts, but today we're going to be talking about does God care about my schedule? Um, and how do we fill our time and how that is important to our formation as followers of Jesus. And to talk about that with me today, I've got Josh Corgatelli. Josh, thanks for, for jumping on here with us. Yeah, for sure. I'm super excited to talk about this. It's like one of those topics that's super excited, gets me going, yeah. the blood moving. It's yeah. one we've been talking about for like a year now <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. and batting around. So I know when we were thinking of what kind of topics we could talk about, this one one, I knew you you would be really excited about this, oh, yeah. but two, it's one that I feel like is really applicable to most people, um, not just college students, but people in general. And so, uh, yeah, it should be a really fun conversation to dig into. But before we jump in, Josh, why don't you just give a little bit of uh, biograph, biography, biograph, what the heck was that? <laughs> um, Maybe. Biography of who is Josh Corgatelli? Yeah, for sure. If I were to, I guess, biograph myself uh, <laughs> quickly, um, I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm Josh Corgatelli. I'm a Moscow native, born and raised here in Moscow, came here to U of I four years ago. This is my last year. Well, maybe four three years, three ago. years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. This is my last year. Yep. Graduated in four years. It's pretty awesome. Um, I'm recently married. I've been married for a little over three months at this recording. Um yeah, I guess like those are kind of the basic things. And studying. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm studying interior architecture and design, um, and minoring in architecture. Love design um, and just being creative, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, join staff with crew uh, part time while I finish up school. So yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah. Well, man. Um. You know, there's. Uh, there's a lot we're going to dig into this conversation, but I think uh, just to give everyone a little bit of a background for you, like why were you the one person I thought of immediately when this conversation of God caring about how we spend our time um, 
came up like why were you that the the first person that comes to mind for me yeah i mean you could probably ask a lot of people around crew but i am notoriously well organized that's kind of like i think my biggest strength and it has some weaknesses attached to it that i'm sure we'll chat about later sometimes our biggest strength is also <laughs> our biggest weakness yeah too. yeah i think that's definitely the case here um but yeah dude i i really have like my whole life in my schedule and like I that's gone through some ebbs and flows um, but I think probably the main reason you wanted to talk to me is because we read a book together mm -hmm. um, you read it before me but called the ruthless elimination of hurry and it like seriously changed the way I think about scheduling and about managing my time in a like the setting of being a, a Christian and yeah. so yeah I'm pretty excited to break down a little bit about what we learned through that yeah. for sure yeah I feel like that book was one that <laughs> I think it's like wrecked a lot of people's lives. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know there's other people within our movement that I've talked to that they've started to implement some of the things that mm -hmm. John Mark Comer talks about in that. But if you haven't read that, this is my shameless plug for you to go out and go to Amazon or wherever you buy your, your books uh, and buy this book and read it because it, especially in a, a setting in a culture uh, like the university where you always have to go, you have to do more. Um, this book really kind of flips it on its head um, and talks about how Jesus would walk um, and how Jesus did live his life in a, in a pace of life that was a lot slower that uh, avoided burnout um, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And so I've recommended that to so many people, uh, and I will continue to recommend that. That's one of my top books that I've read uh, in the last year. And so, yeah. Um, well, Josh, how would you answer that? Just starting off with this big, broad question. We'll start broad, and then we'll bring mm -hmm. it in. But how would you answer that question of, does God care about my schedule? Um, I think, you know, I've thought about this a lot, but I think short answer, yes. Like, I think, yes, God cares about the way we spend our time. Um, and I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of passages in the Bible that really, like, back that up. Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, at first glance, it may not seem like it's that mm -hmm. way. And I think, you know, like Taylor alluded to, um, that book uh, that, w that we both read, I think the best testimony in the Bible about how God cares about how we use our time is just Jesus's life and the yeah. way that he lived his life. And we're called as believers to emulate him. Like that's why we're Christians, right? Mm -hmm. We're little Christ. Like we're yeah. supposed to emulate Jesus. And I think that directly applies to our pace of life and how we, you know, schedule our time as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just even thinking about that, like when you look at the life of Jesus, we've, we talked about this a few weeks ago, like he had kind of a, a cycle. Um, he'd mm -hmm. do ministry in the masses. He'd do ministry in his, uh, community with the 12 and the three, but he always found time to pull away. Uh, and I love what you said, like Christian means little Christ. Um, and like, I always think of this idea that we are as disciples, we're trying to become like our master. Hmm. Uh, and mm -hmm. I, I heard someone talk about, uh, Jewish disciples back, uh, when Jesus was walking the earth and disciples would literally follow them, follow their rabbi everywhere. Uh, they'd watch how he eat and try to mimic that. They'd watch how he would sleep and try to mimic that, how he interacted with people, even how he'd go to the bathroom. Like, it was weird. Yeah, uh, but, <laughs> uh, but they just wanted to, to know in how their master did everything so that they can model that and live that out. And that's what we do as well as Christians. And, um, you know, we try to form our life after the person of Jesus. And 
So let's let's talk about that idea um, of being formed. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I heard a, uh, someone talk about this is like everything we do is forming our life, whether we like it or not, and whether it's forming us for good or forming us for bad. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit. Like, what does that mean, and how can this play out in our life? Yeah, I think like when I think of that idea of like being formed by what we do, I think that there's a lot of like variation in there. Um, mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of outcomes that can happen. But I thought like that there are kind of like two different standards by which we can live. And that's the world standard mm-hmm. and God's standard. And I think that's like that applies to a lot of things, but it definitely applies to like what we do. Right. And so in the world, you know, our what we do is work like mm-hmm. we work hard we mm-hmm. try to fill our life with accomplishments and like just sort of general busyness mm-hmm. like that's like there's a of, reason why yeah. when people say how are you doing the first thing we say is busy exactly yeah yeah i mean and and really in america and a lot of other countries too but america like more aggressively mm-hmm. we, we wear that busyness as like a badge of honor yeah. and that's like that was one of the biggest takeaways that i had from that book is like i was like oh you're right. Yeah. Like when I say I'm busy, I'm like sad because it means that I'm like overwhelmed and stressed mm-hmm. and I don't have time to do other things. But I'm like, yes, I'm I'm making look it. At I'm, how I, look I'm at me. climbing yeah, up the ladder. I got another rung on the ladder. Success. Right. Yeah. And so like that's one standard. But then like I think, well, you know, as we can see in scripture, like God's has a whole different standard. Mm-hmm. And like the things that we do when we're walking with the spirit and and learning about what Jesus did mm-hmm. um, is like we we do completely different things than the world yeah. does and it's a whole different pace of life and like yeah. busyness like really has no part in that yeah. or it, it ought not to have any part in that yeah mm-hmm. yeah i even just think of you know every little thing that we do in our life um is forming us even if we don't even realize we're mm-hmm. doing it um and i haven't watched this movie yet but i know you just watched the the social net uh social dilemma not social network mm-hmm. um but the social dilemma and how social media is forming us and doing all these things which we can go on that rabbit trail later (laughs) uh, if we want to but like even the idea of like our phone um picking up the phone every bit and going to pictures whatever um Mm -hmm. instagram social media news all those things are shaping and forming our mind um but there's also this reality of you know um i can't i can't remember the address in scripture but it says like focus on things that are above. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's Paul that's writing this in one of his epistles, but like this idea of focusing on the things that are above, because that's what also going to form you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to choose and formations need to be a deliberate thing. Right. Um, so how have you seen this play out in your life? Like the formation from like the world biblical. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That's a, that's a really good question. And I think, um, I think it's it's both right like and I think that's the tension that we all live in as Christians who live in the world (laughs) right like that's the tension that we're all excited for being lifted off of us when Jesus returns yeah um, is we won't have to deal with that tension we'll have like the ability to just walk with God Mm -hmm. Um, but right now like we do have to live with that and um, I think I really feel I feel a lot of pressure and I think there's a lot of majors and professions that well can relate to this but especially in architecture and design it's a very competitive field and Mm -hmm. so i feel like in order to 
achieve in this world, I need to work super hard and I need to just grind and I need to put in my time and, mm-hmm. uh, and just make sure that I'm competing and, and all of that sends to kind of dominate my thoughts. And so, um, I end up being formed the way the world is telling me I ought to be formed instead of in the way that, um, I'm seeing Christ, you know, modeling in the word. And so I, I have to really rethink that and, it really takes a lot of effort to drag myself off of that path of yeah. worldly success because I'm like, oh, what, what are people going to think? Like, yeah. I, I want to make a lot of money, though. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not that's not the most important thing, yeah. ultimately. It, it's kind of scary because, you know, Christianity, Christianity takes on kind of the flavor of each culture. The con, like the context that changes, not the content. You mm. know? Um, and sometimes like that busyness culture can infiltrate our christian life and we think that it's what what is really good um and you know i think of you know in our lives in culture and uh, especially in the world of like the university like we're told a lot of things like what you're saying is like my major uh is god um busyness equals success um and a lot of times like i think we think that just by doing that we're we're living a really good christian life because we're on this like upward trajectory um Mm -hmm. which can actually be really detrimental Mm -hmm. Um, i know for me personally like when i've jumped onto that hamster wheel of busyness and success even within a ministry context it's led to burnout which actually has hurt my faith in the in that period of time um and so i think though we see this more with freshmen a lot like maybe not more um i see it a lot with freshmen especially you know in the first we're what seven weeks into the semester right Mm now uh we see this kind of like i need to go do all the things i need to make sure all my homework is done like all this like success driven things Mm -hmm. um and i just want to speak into that or have you speak into that a little bit like what have you seen um that have been what have you have what has been helpful Mm-hmm. Um, for you as you try to navigate making the best use of your time and ensuring that you're saying yes to the best things because everything yeah. you're saying like if you say yes to everything you're saying i'm not going to do everything well um, mm-hmm. but you know we have this idea of like saying yes to one thing means you have to say no to another thing yeah. um, even good things so why don't you speak into that a little bit yeah i mean first i think like you know, college teaches you a lot of really good things, but I guess my hot take is that the best thing you can learn in college is how to manage your time mm-hmm. and how to prioritize things in your life well. Which uh, they don't have a class on that. Yeah, there's not a <laughs> class on that. It's just like something that hopefully you pick up in the four years that you're here. And um, and I think like, yeah, I guess, you know, maybe to answer your question is, uh, I- I'm sure a lot of you have maybe heard this analogy, but um, I heard an analogy when I was in early high school of a, you have a jar and that jar is your life um, and you you have a, a number of things you can put in that jar and those are like represented by rocks, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have like your big rocks. These are like your main priorities. Like school could be one of those. Um, so could hopefully your faith. That should mm-hmm. be another one. Um, and, you know, name name other things that are important to you. Um, and then there's like the rocks get progressively smaller all the way down to sand. Sand is like, you know, playing video games or just like kind of time waster filler things that are fun, but like 
they don't matter that much yeah and ultimately you have to like fill this jar and like your jar can only be filled so much right because like you can you can go and work hard and make as much money essentially as you can conceive of in this world but you can never get more time like mm -hmm. time is one of those things that we have no control over whatsoever we have 24 hours a day so does bill gates <laughs> you know like yeah. everyone like everyone has 24 hours um and so we can only fill up our jar so much and so like I think, yeah, like you were saying, we have to choose what's most important. Like you can choose to put like a whole bunch of like medium sized rocks in the jar and do a whole bunch of things, but some of your priorities might get forgotten about or, you know, maybe you break those down and you put half of those in, you're only doing half work, right? And so ultimately, um, I think, yeah, just it's a really important thing to sit down um, and just figure out what those things are. Mm -hmm. Like, what are the priorities? Why am I here at college? Mm -hmm. Am I here to get an education? Like, then that's good. That should be one of your, you know, mm -hmm. big priorities. Am I here to work on my faith? Awesome, that should be a big priority. And then you just decide like, what are, what are those things that you really push into? Yeah. What are those things that maybe, okay, maybe I don't play video games as often. <laughs> maybe, you know, I, I just make sure that I get my homework done a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I guess, like, to keep things a little bit more brief, like, that that's kind yeah. of what I would say. It's like, just sit down and do it, you know? We might mm -hmm. think we have an idea of what our priorities are, but I think once you sit down and write them out, it might bring some more clarity. Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, one of the things I, I've done with people in the past is, we talk about those priorities. Um, and one of the cool things I love about that rock analogy, um, I wish I had a jar in rocks and we could <laughs> film this right now. Um, but I've watched this done where people actually, like they have the jar and they try to put the sand in first and then the little rocks and the big rocks or the middle medium size and then the big rocks and it doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. um, but then if you start with the big rocks in the jar and then you work your way to the smaller pieces of material to sand you know um more things actually fit because you're surround centering your life around mm -hmm. the priorities and you know as as a christian uh the biggest rock should be our faith mm -hmm. um and if that it's almost like everything orbits around that and if if that's not at the center everything just fall, sinks you know mm -hmm. um but i think um the, one of the things that I do with uh, with people, uh, especially in their freshman year, is I have people write out their priorities. I did this with you, your freshman year, actually. And yes, we talked we about, <laughs> okay, what are my priorities as, uh, as a student, as an employee, as a follower of Jesus, uh, you know, whether it's relationships, uh, all those things, and ranking that out and then saying, okay, how do you spend your time, actually? Um, and saying, you know, I spend... 12 hours a week playing video games and my, I say my faith's important but I I don't go to any sort of uh, faith community uh, whether that be a church or a campus ministry or a Bible study or whatever or even just read my own Bible yeah. uh, and so it's like well actually is that playing out as a priority in your life um, okay and you know just you know it can almost fall in this if we go too far we can fall into like a legalism of like you need to be doing these right. things um, but I think it's very important. Like formation is intentional. Mm -hmm. Um, and how we spend our life, uh, you, we were just talking before we hit record about 
uh, the make best use of the day because the day is evil. Is I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, you yeah. you got it pulled up right now. I do. Yeah, it, and we we like read this this section of scripture and crew all the time when we talk about mm-hmm. walking the spirit. But um, Ephesians five fifteen says, "Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is." Um, yeah. Yeah, and so it's this idea of like, be intentional with your time because mm-hmm. the day will get away from you um, if you're not forming yourself. And there's a lot of things vying for your attention. Um, and so, how do we do that? Like thinking of how do we be intentional? What what things are helpful? I I, I want to touch on that, but I want to first go to the person of Jesus and let's just talk about um, how do we see Jesus engage and spend his time? So yeah, as you've been on this journey the last year, like looking at Jesus and how he lived throughout the gospels, how do you see him spending his life? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think like it's, you, you touched on this a little bit at the beginning, but like Jesus had like a a cycle that he was consistent in, Mm -hmm. uh, in spending time with people. And it really like follows that like up in and out model. Um, and it was like perfectly balanced. Like Jesus was a perfect guy, um, but like that's our model. And I think like there's a, a couple of like situations which were like striking to me in Jesus's life. I think um, like the fact that Jesus, who is God, made sure that he took time away to be alone with God is like really convicting to me. <laughs> and the, yeah, exactly. It's it's mind-blowing for one because like I can't comprehend the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Um but for two it was like convicting to me cuz it's mm-hmm. like if God needs to spend time with God, how much more do I need yeah. to spend time with yeah. God like consistently? Mm-hmm. Um and Jesus didn't just, you know, spend 15 minutes throwing up a like real quick prayer to God. Like yeah. he went away for like half days or or it was days like throughout yeah. the night. Exactly. Yeah. Like he would, he fed the 5,000, this giant miracle. And he's like, all right, disciples, you guys, you guys go. And I'm going to go up on the mountain. And like, I don't know, that's just like powerful to yeah. me. And he, he does that multiple times. Yeah. He does it like consistently, like yeah. you were saying. Uh, and then I think probably the next like craziest example of Jesus having his own, you know, set schedule is Lazarus. And I don't know if you were thinking of this as well. I've got another one that I'm going to Okay, talk about. cool. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure a lot of you know the story of Lazarus where he hears that his good friend, Jesus, hears his good friend Lazarus has died. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he just hangs out where he is for like three days. Which I think, if I, if I remember, I've had a friend tell me this, was only two miles away. Right. So that's yeah. like the width of Moscow. <laughs> yeah, like it, it wouldn't it wouldn't take long for yeah. Jesus to get over there, but he just stays put. And yeah. then he he goes and and he you know, you know the rest of the story, he raises Lazarus from the dead, but I think there's a lot of interactions in there that we won't get to right now. I would just encourage you to read the story. Um but like what's striking about that is like Jesus knew like his priorities in that moment. And like Jesus' main priority was to like bring glory to God. <laughs> like Jesus came to earth to save sinners, but he came to earth to bring glory to himself and to bring the kingdom, mm-hmm. you know, to us. And so um, like that, that was more important to him even than rushing to be with his friends, you know, family in, in that like tough time. And so I just think like, that's just a, a beautiful picture of Jesus. Like even when it was hard, yeah. he like knew what was important 
and he stuck to it mm-hmm. yeah i was just thinking of you know he he knew that and it doesn't say that it was easy for him like few few verses later it says jesus wept and people said see how they love he loved lazarus it's like it was a painful decision for him he had to say no to i mean he could have saved his friend from death at that point we know that later on he does save him from death and you know uh but he had to make a hard decision and um say no to some something good to say yes to a better thing which ultimately brought god glory and his friend back mm-hmm. um, one of the ones i was just thinking of is uh jesus isn't wasn't ever in a hurry anywhere and i think this one was most convicting for me i uh you know, I have this word, like, you know, we have this word uh, description of walk with Jesus, you mm-hmm. know, or walk with God. And, you know, sometimes we talk about we're following Jesus, we're sticking behind him. Um, sometimes it's we're walking next to him and we're, you know, walking side by side. I think a lot of times, honestly, I get guilty of walking ahead of Jesus uh, <laughs> and that I'm like, I'm going, going, going. And I'm like, okay, where, where is he at? And I realize I'm actually either trying to drag him with me on my own mission or I'm just so excited to get to where it's at that I'm not enjoying the journey with him. Uh, but I think of, I, I can't remember who it was that Jesus was going to heal, um, but he's on his way. Was it the centurion? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, yeah. he's on his way to go heal the centurion's son or daughter. Daughter, yeah. Um, and he gets sidetracked because the woman uh, who's bleeding and he doesn't just like, she, you know, the, the story is that she wants to, she just thinks if I can just touch his robe, I will, I'll have been, uh, I'll be healed from 12 years of bleeding that ostracized her from community. Mm-hmm. And what was so cool about it is Jesus, he feels her touch in his robe and he stops and he's like, I felt power come out of me. Who touched me? And everyone's like, are you serious, dude? Like, <laughs> look at, you're surrounded by people someone like you're gonna get touched and he's like no who, who touched me and the woman comes and uh and he he's not like hey cool i'm on my way but he interacts with her um on the journey to where he's going to um to heal this other person's child and i just think that's so cool and i think that's so hard for me to even understand is like i just want to go 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 yeah um, and I think this is where the pitfall of being scheduled, I'm also similar, uh, can be a challenge uh, in a lot of ways because we can think, I've got, okay, I'm, I'm going to record the podcast right now. I've got an hour with Josh right now. And then next I'm going to go here and then I'm going to spend some time here and then I'm going to go here and just be so focused on that that I miss God at work in other people's lives and opportunities to engage and care for or serve or uh, minister to to other people and so i think that's one thing i just see in this is like jesus one his intentionality of getting away with god his intentionality Mm -hmm. i mean he was lord of the sabbath (laughs) he spent time with the father that was something that was the sabbath was instituted before the fall yeah like you know seven days of creation god creates man and then the next day as a, as a day of rest. And Mm -hmm. so like, there's an importance of that, um, in Jesus's life. you can see also, um, but then, you know, his willingness to be sidetracked, which I think is a challenge for a lot of us. But, um, 
Well, let's let's talk about you know this idea of spiritual formations, um, and maybe first let's explain what we how we experience spiritual formations or what they are, and then we'll let's talk about like hey, what are some helpful practices that we've learned um, that we've tried to institute ourselves. So why don't you first hit uh, on that? Like what is spiritual formation, spiritual practices? Why are they important? And then we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think like spiritual formations, practices, like they're just things like that we do as believers that um, like we find in scripture um, that like ultimately help us to connect more with God and, mm-hmm. and bring us, you know, closer to him. Um, and so, yeah, I think like some examples of those, like are taking a Sabbath, like Taylor was just mentioning, or, you know, different like prayer exercises or um, fasting thing, things like that, that are like, you know, ultimately d- the desire is that we would grow closer to God and have, be able to connect with God in those times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think um, even maybe not even more, but another avenue of this is like, you know, if there are actions that form us more and more into the image of Jesus, um, kind of thinking of that we're being formed by something. So these are saying these are intentional pr- practices or uh things that we do that model and shape our life after jesus and um you know i think of uh kind of like playing baseball uh or shooting free throws like practice Mm -hmm. you practice them but you may never you'll never reach perfection but they're so you never just like learn a practice and it's like all right perfected (laughs) yeah the practice of sabbath uh, you're constantly growing in it and you're constantly learning and life's ch- seasons change. Um, you know, Sabbath for me as, uh, as a dad and in a family of three looks very different as than Josh's as a husband, um, now of three months or before as a single guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just looks different. Uh, and so you're constantly learning and shaping it. Um, but I think, of you know, some different Sabbaths that I've seen, or not Sabbaths, uh, formations uh, that, I, that I've seen, um, you know, you, basically it's, it can be anything you see Jesus do in scripture. Um, and obviously there's some major ones, uh, you know, prayer, worship, uh, fellowship, um, evangelism is a spiritual practice mm-hmm. uh, formation. Uh, I, I believe that's one of the ones that has shaped me over the last 10 years of walking with God more than anything. Um, but yeah, I think of Sabbath is a big one. Um, mm-hmm. trying to think of other ones. What, what other ones are, can you think of? Uh, I think, I mean, that's a pretty good list that you put together there. Um, yeah. I think like I mentioned before, like fasting is mm-hmm. another one. Yeah. Uh, that that's one that's not really talked about. It's not either. talked about a lot, but Jesus does it, yeah. um, in, in scripture. Yeah. I think like, prayer um Mm -hmm. and like there's like different types of prayer um that we see from jesus from like lament to praise to um i think those are like different things that aren't often talked about but are important Mm -hmm. as well yeah if you're interested in any of those um one again that book uh the ruthless elimination of hurry it has a whole list of different practices that um, the author John Mark Comer has basically said, these are ones that I try to practice. And there, some of those, there's also like really uh, 
silly ones. Josh has got it right in front of him here. Uh, I just load mine out, so I don't have it. But uh, there's one where he's like, you know, I see Jesus being intentional about being slow. And so he, as a spiritual formation, chooses to find things to slow his life down. Um, so that could be choosing the slowest lane at the grocery store or the, the longest line uh, at the stoplight. I don't know why, but that's John Mark Comer's yeah. thing. Uh, he literally said in there that he choose, he makes sure that he always drives exactly the speed limit. Yeah. And if any of you could actually tell me that you always drive exactly the speed limit, not one mile per hour <laughs> over, I will give you a crisp high five. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but even things with like our, that he talks about things with his phone mm-hmm. of, you know, putting the phone to bed before he goes to bed. Um, or, you know, this idea of does the phone own me or does my phone, do I own my phone? Mm. Um, and so there's so much in that that we could talk about. And I wish we could even dig into some of that here yeah. right now in terms of our relationship with our phone and how that affects uh, our relationship with God. Um, but, you know, Josh, maybe as we think about this idea of um, being intentional with our time, uh, letting God dictate our schedule. Um, in a sense, what would it look like, do you think, if our community did this together? I think it would be awesome. Um, like, I think, uh, yeah, I think, like, our priorities would would shift. I think that's, like, the first step, mm-hmm. right? I think the first step would be to ensure that, like, everyone's first priority, honestly, um, to themselves is, like, putting God first. Because mm-hmm. I think, like, we could all say that. Mm-hmm. And I think we could all say it honestly, but I think if we looked at our lives and the things that we actually do, it probably wouldn't reflect that. I know that's true for me a lot yeah. of times, um, is that school very much comes before, yeah. you know, God yeah. in my life. And Comfort so, for me. Like, I'd much rather just sit on my phone, scroll, mm-hmm. or play Xbox than, you know, yeah. actually prioritize my relationship with the Lord. Exactly, yeah. I, I think, like, that's the biggest thing is just admitting to ourselves that, like, okay, there are other things that are good mm-hmm. in my life that become idols because they take the place of, of importance that God ought to fill in our life. Um, and I think like if we all did that and then began to actually like take steps to engage in these spiritual formations in spending time in the word, in praying, in gathering in community and discussing and actually taking a Sabbath and slowing down, I think we would see a community that felt a lot less stress in mm-hmm. our life and anxiety about things because like God, you know, Jesus promises that his, his yoke is mm-hmm. easy and his burden is light and the world does not promise that. In yeah. fact, they promise you that, you know, if you, if you want success, you have to take the heaviest yoke and, yeah. and burden yeah. and carry that all the way to the top. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think like our community would change in a way that, we would feel a lot lighter and then we could, you know, take that freedom that we feel and t- bring that onto our campus. And I, I really could just foresee like, uh, you know, a really cool change where yeah. people are excited about these spiritual formations of evangelism and going out and like, I know, yeah. Yeah. isn't that incredible? <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> Even just the way that we do evangelism yeah. can change too in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Definitely. Yeah. But like, yeah, people would be like, this is something that f- that like is my biggest priority because yeah. it brings me closer to Jesus yeah. and it makes me more like him. Yeah. And so I think like the impact that we could have on our campus, like 
it, I don't think this is like a direct prerequisite. Like, I think we can still have an impact on our campus, even if we don't figure out how to schedule, you know, <laughs> I don't think that this is like, you know, something yeah. that's required, yeah. but I, I firmly believe that we would see like a really, really cool mm -hmm. change, um, in how we experience God together mm -hmm. and then how we can then show that to our campus. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think, you know, I just even think of like the spiritual practice of praying and how awkward it can be to pray in a group. But yeah. if that became a normative thing of like, Hey, Jesus did this, let's do it. And let's shape our lives around the person of Jesus and try to follow what he did. Like, I think our prayer life and our community prayer life, communal prayer mm -hmm. life would like explode. Um, and I, like, I totally agree. I think if we, shaped our community i mean we sh we shape our community around the word but if we actually tried to Im like embody these things i mean i just think the impact that it could have mm -hmm. um like people could see you know i i know uh, another friend of ours um who he has read this and has really taken some of the things to heart in terms of sabbath and being really intentional about slowing down his life and he has this presence about him now that's so it's like not anxious it's in the moment uh and like that it just hits differently with people mm -hmm. you know it's like something's something off about you <laughs> but i like it. in a good way what, yeah, like, yeah. what what is it um and so i just think if we could think about you know what are the things that are forming us personally but also communally um and be able to mold those together um and say like, hey, let's let's try to form ourselves after the the person of Jesus after the early church. It would change so much. Mm -hmm. So I get excited just thinking about it. Oh, yeah. oh man, <laughs> uh, chills. Yeah. Well, maybe just last question for you, Josh. Mm -hmm. um, but just thinking about where we're at in the semester. Midterms are coming up for if we're listening to this within the week that it drops. Midterms are, I think, just hitting um or just coming up and you know we're coming on the downward slope of the semester what advice do you have for those listening particularly probably new new people but just in general um mm -hmm. for these for our, for those listening yeah you know i think like the thing i hear the most from I mean, most college students, but like I think freshmen mostly, and I don't even really blame freshmen for this. It's just like, like a whole new learning curve of how to like be a student um, is I'm too busy to do X, you know, fill in the blank. Um, and something that was like really transform transformational for me um, is I, you know, me and Taylor, we sat down and I took stock of like all the hours I have in a week and you have 168 hours in a week, right? 24 hours a day. I didn't know that. I just did the math on the calculator. <laughs> I was like, wow, you remember that from I know. three years ago? Incredible <laughs> math brain here. No. Uh, yeah. So 168 hours in a week and like break that down, like sit down, break that down. Like obviously some of that will be sleeping, but like how much time do you actually spend on school? How much time do you actually spend on, you know, reading your Bible, how much time do you actually spend on all these things? Mm -hmm. And then I think you'll be surprised when I, when I did it, I had a lot of extra time and I was like, Oh, I, I thought I was way busier than this, you know? <laughs> and so like, I would, I would encourage, you know, everyone, uh, in freshmen, especially maybe to just sit down and do that. Just mm -hmm. all the things that you do in a normal week, 
and see how much time you have left over. Because I think you might be less busy than you think. Or you'll be like, oh, I have zero hours left. And then it might be time to go through and rethink priorities and what, what's important. no to something exactly. so you can say yes to the better things. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Evaluate like, okay, do the things I'm doing line up with what I say are my priorities? And then, yeah, maybe start saying no to some things, which is hard for a lot of people, including myself. Um, but in the, in the long run, it's going to be like really good. Um, and so, yeah, I think like that's like a great place to start. And then from there, like, yeah, I, I, I've personally tried to implement a Sabbath time um, that has historically been Sundays, but with COVID, my schedule is a lot more, you know, volatile. And so uh, I've been having to have meetings and whatnot those days. So I'm thinking about adapting that. And so just, it doesn't have to be a full day, but just taking some time to turn off your phone, um, just connect with God, spend time with friends, just being filled up, um, like I think doing nothing sometimes uh, can actually help make us more productive. Mm -hmm. um, I think, is that Martin Luther that said that? I think, so. I think Martin Luther said that like, yeah, like he has to get up and spend, you know, two hours or more in the word every morning so that he has the time to do everything else in the day, yeah. which sounds so counterproductive yeah. to the world, but yeah. it's true. Like spending time with God frees us up and takes that easy yeah. yoke and that burden on us to then you know actually spend the rest of our time effectively yeah i think one of the biggest challenges with spending time with god or being intentional about these things is it's the so i mean it's spiritual so it you don't see the physical like you can't check it off the list and be like all right i have grown in my relationship with god today because i did it i mean you can but it just feels like sometimes it can be less productive than if i go to school and i check off all these things and stuff like that mm -hmm. but um, my advice that I was just thinking about is kind of on the same lines of this, and this could have brought us down another rabbit trail, uh, <laughs> but we are spiritual beings, but we're also emotional and physical beings as well. Uh, and a lot of times our emotional and physical health, they all intertwine. So emotional, physical, and spiritual health all intertwine together. And there is an importance, especially in this time, to take care of your emotional and physical health. Um, I know it, it probably isn't popular to say, but pulling an all-nighter is not the best thing to do, mm -hmm. especially if you're doing it every night. Um, I cannot encourage people enough to get eight hours of sleep, uh, to spend time being present in inviting the Lord into how are you responding to things, um, and then using that and then helping focus on some of those spiritual health things as well, spending time in the word, making sure the main things are the main things in your life. Prioritize your walk with God, uh, your time in school, uh, but not forsaking uh, fellowship of believers uh, and those kind of things. So um, there's a lot there and we could mm -hmm. talk about more. And I'm sure if people want to know more, they can get in contact with you. Uh, what's your, your Instagram handle? They can DM you if they want to oh uh i think it's just josh.corg c-o-r-g um and yes uh i mean talk to come me talk to him at crew yeah come talk to me at crew talk to me at your own risk like i, I i'm sure you can tell by now this is something i'm passionate about but i'll show you my schedule and if you really want like tangible things i'd mm -hmm. love to sit down and with you and just kind of talk about what it looks like to schedule your week and how i do things and like it's something i'm really passionate about so mm -hmm. yeah definitely come talk to me about it yeah and it, I, like I said as well, I'm also very passionate about this and 
I would love to talk more about spiritual formations and how those look um, and how you can implement those or how you even understand what those are. Um, and so please come find us. Uh, we're on campus a lot, usually right in the rotunda area by Einstein's or come find us at crew. Um, but yeah, hope this blessed you all and hope you can enjoy spending time walking with the Lord and understanding what it looks like to become more and more like him. So blessings to you all, and we'll see you later.